an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out Jolly House. How are you? All good. In the hood, I hope. And guess what? It is officially the new year. And why do I say officially the new year? Well, it's the first Monday of Jan. And a lot of people were, you know, were celebrating New Year's Eve and wanting to kickstart all their new habits. But then also they realized that, well, it's the weekend and Monday's around the corner. So let's just push it out until the fourth. Let's just push it out to the fourth. So today, really, ladies and gents, today is officially a new year. It is. And there's lots of exciting things going on in 2021. At least I hope so anyway. Because 2020, people can look back and they go, oh, well, that was, that. you know, I'm glad to see that has gone. But one thing that I do like about a new year, you get a fresh perspective on things. You can look forward to what's going to be coming up throughout the year. You can set and plan, set your goals, set your milestones, and most importantly, focus on a plan of action to get that success. And January is probably, without a doubt, the worst time ever to start dropping body fat and getting in shape. Why? Well, usually because it's really dark in the mornings, which means it's hard to get up. It's cold in the mornings, which means it's hard to get out of bed. At the moment, I'm in tier four. Most people are. All the gyms are closed, meaning that you've got to do home workouts, which you know, I've said time and time again, as much as I do a lot of them with my train with Jay, and, I, and obviously I've had to move my home gym into this office. I don't like it. I like to go to a gym. I like to put some headphones on. I like to switch off and get the work done, but needs must. And we have to improvise, adapt and overcome. Now, ladies and gents, my aim for this video, this beginning Monday of 2021, is to give you some really good tips for fat loss, not only to get your results, but to sustain them too. And I think that is really, really important because if you just put yourself on a thousand calories, go and do a run every day and eat dust, you're going to lose weight but you're going to be miserable while doing it. And when you do take that weight off, it's only going to be a matter of time before you go back because what you're doing is you're creating habits that are unsustainable. And something that I am looking at getting people to do is to have sustainability. So you enjoy what it is that you do. You keep doing what you do. You're patient with what it is that you do. And not only do you get results, but you keep them. And that is the real fat loss success. A lot of people think that fat loss success is actually achieving the goal. It's not. It's maintaining the goal. And this is something that I want people to get in their head. You can achieve a goal with unsustainable means and lose it, or you can achieve the goal, which might take you a little bit longer, with sustainable means, enjoy it, and of course, sustain and maintain it. So what I've decided to do ladies and gents, to give you 10 tips today to help with your fat loss success in 2021. Are you ready for these, ladies and gents? Let's rock and roll. Tip number one, take things slow. Whoa, whoa. John Legend said, take things slow, and it is so, so true. One of the biggest problems that people have with a fat loss journey is they go, right, I want to achieve it now. I want to be getting to my 20 pound goal, 30 pound goal now. What do I need to do? They don't really come up with a plan of action. They 
change all the habits, they reduce all the calories down, they start a new training regime. And these are all big habit changes that literally get you out of whack. And they might work for the first one or two weeks. You might even lose five or 10 pounds. But as soon as all of that catches up with you, it's going to be very, very hard to maintain. And something that I say all the time is the story of the tortoise and the hare. So many people with the hare going racing off, thinking they're going to win the race. They fall asleep just before the end. And it's always the tortoise that takes them over in the long run. And that's the way that you've got to look at your fat loss goals. It's not a race that you're ever going to complete. Because as soon as you get to a goal, you've got probably another 50, 60 years left on the planet. And that's the real finish line is when, when you're in a coffin and you croaked it. So when we're looking at sustainability, when we're looking at winning the race, we need to understand that this is a long race. It's a 50, 60 year race. So we need to take our time. We need to pace ourselves. We need to have checkpoints because if we're just putting our head down, going ahead and trying to do that for the next 50 or 60 years, we're going to fall asleep. We're going to go off track. And that's something that we can't do with our fat loss. And that's why we need to take things slow. Because if we think about getting to our goals, not in a month, not in three months, maybe six months, maybe a year, and kind of envision what you want to be looking back at this year, having achieved in December, then we can now work to a, an effective plan of action to get there. So my tip number one is to take things slow. Start building up simple habits that you can do consistently and slow and steady get results. And as soon as you can do that, you can win the game. So my tip number one, take things slow. Always take things slow and be patient. Number two, measure and manage these three things. And these are the three ultimate things that you should be measuring and managing. I hear a lot of people talk about plateaus. They say, oh, I've hit a fat loss plateau. And one of the main reasons that they hit a plateau is that they're not measuring and managing things. You can't really hit a plateau or you can't get through a plateau unless you are me measuring and managing. And then today, you saying that you've hit a plateau is basically you saying, I'm lost. And the only way that you can find where you are is by having a map. And there are three things that you can measure and map out when it comes to your fat loss. You can measure and manage your movement, which is your steps. Knowing how many steps that you're getting on a daily basis can be one variable that you can increase, decrease, and be aware of. The next one is, of course, your macros and your calories. Okay, So making sure that you know exactly how many calories that you're on, making sure that you are honestly hitting those calories, and making sure that you've got an effective macro breakdown structure. Now, what does that look like? Calories are always going to be the most important thing because the fundamentals of fat loss is eating less than you burn. So as long as you are eating less than you burn and you've got that calorie uh, amount right, then you're going to win the game. The next thing, of course, is making sure that we have adequate amounts of protein in our diet. Uh, a good rule of thumb is about one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight. And um, what I mean by lean body weight, for example, now I'm about 201, 202 pounds. My lean body weight is probably about 185, 190 so if I have 185 to 190 grams of protein in my diet, I'm pretty much hitting what I want to hit. And I tend to separate that protein out throughout the day. You know, I was, I'll, let's just say I have five meals or three meals and two snacks. I'll try and separate that protein out. Take that 180, 190, divide it by that, that five. The next thing 
number three on the list is your carbs and your fats. Now, it doesn't really matter in the grander scheme of things whether you have high fat, low carbs, or high fat, sorry, or high carbs, low fat. This is going to be personal preference. Some people, when they have high fat, low carbs, find that their satiety levels are better. And if they have a lot of food to eat, which not many people do, that it's easier to eat higher fat because, of course, it has higher calories. On the same point, I like to make sure that my fat is pretty low and that my carbs are pretty high. And one of the main reasons for that is so I have more volume in my food because, of course, more carbs equals more food. Uh, The fact that I'm more satisfied because I find carbohydrates a lot more satisfying. And my diet is more sustainable because carbs, something you'll hear me say a lot, there are two types of people in this world, those that like carbs and liars. We all like carbs. So make sure you have plenty of them in your diet. So that is your macros. That is your movement. And the third one is something that a lot of people don't consider when they come to getting results, and that's your mood. Macros, movement, and mood. And why would we be focused on our mood? Because when we're in a bad mood, one plus one doesn't equal two. It can equal six or equal equal seven. It depends how aggy we are. And one of the main reasons is, is that we like to think that we're logical creatures, but we're emotional creatures, and then we back out with logic. So if our mood is out of whack the chance of us being consistent on a plan of action becomes a lot more difficult. And if we're aware of being in a bad mood or suffering from stress, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, we know that these all have effects on what goes in our mouths. Because some people, when they're stressed, they overeat. Some people, when they're stressed, they undereat. Some people, when they have a lot of overwhelm and anxiety, are searching towards quick fixes for that. And a lot of that comes through tasty food, pizza, chocolate, and and alcohol. And we tend to use food and booze and drinks as sedatives for that overwhelm, stress, and anxiety. And of course, if we are using our foods and our alcohol for that, we're also using calories for that. And that is going to have an adverse effect on our goals because it's going to be harder to maintain a calorie deficit when we're getting triggered all the time with eating food. So actually, the best process for doing this is to check in with yourself every single day. How was today? How did I find today? What things did I like about today? What things triggered me today? How can I improve tomorrow? So many people don't spend five minutes a day just reflecting on the day and just going, What went well today? What didn't go so well? And what can improve tomorrow? Just taking five minutes a day doing that can literally change the game of your progress. Because if you got triggered by something, you can find out what it was that triggered you and you can make the right steps to not doing it uh, the next day. And I'll say one thing that I was doing terrible over December was this. I'd be getting up a little bit later because the sun rises about five past eight, which means that I'm not getting out of my house till about 20 to eight to walk down for a power walk and a sea dip. And that meant that I was getting up at about half six and having a good hour and 20 minutes before setting off. In that hour and 20 minutes, I was not being very productive. I was on my phone 
I was checking emails. I was doing all the stuff which I normally do in a working day, but I was doing it as soon as I woke up. And what I found is that doing that kind of stuff in the morning before I've served myself was causing me to get anxiety, was causing me to get overwhelmed, was causing me not to enjoy my walk as much. And as of today, one of the biggest things that changed for that was that I woke up, I stretched, I actually put 10 minutes on my watch on a countdown timer and stretched. I then went into my old office and I read a chapter of a book, which took 12 minutes. So one of the things which I'll revise tomorrow is 15 minutes for stretching, 15 minutes for reading, and five to eight minutes just to document my thoughts and feelings. After that, after that kind of 35, 40 minute window, I will check my phone. I will check my social media. I will not check emails because I can do that at work. And I'll just catch up with the world a little bit before heading out. So now I'm getting into this kind of reward kind of mechanism where I kind of want to check my phone straight away, but I need to get my personal things done that are going to make me feel better before doing that. Because if I jump on my phone first, I won't do the stretching. I won't do the reading. And actually focusing on getting that one chapter a day read, which takes 15 minutes, will probably mean that I get an extra 20 books read this year. Just that one 15-minute habit. And this is what I say all the time. Small things done consistently equate to big results. So the three things that you need to measure and manage this 2021 is your movement, your macros, and your mood. Tip number three, simple one. Don't go keto. Simple. Don't go keto. A lot of people will argue with me about keto and I'm like, look, let's just start with the positives that keto has. So, so you know that I'm just not hating on something for no reason. If you decide to completely cut carbohydrates out of your diet, it will be difficult for, for, for a couple of weeks because your body is adapting to no longer having carbohydrates as an energy source and then relying on fats. After a couple of weeks, you're going to feel great. And when you do start to eat fats, you might even have a bit more energy. And you might also find that you lose a lot of weight. One of the main reasons being is for every gram of carbs that you consume, you store three grams of water. So if you are not consuming carbs, you're not storing as much water. So a lot of your water weight will go down. And that will reflect on the scale. You might actually lose seven to eight pounds the first couple of weeks doing it. And this is unfortunately the effect that keto has on people is because they think it's wizardry and magic. They're like, wow, I've been trying all of these diets and then I suddenly go keto. I've lost seven pounds and I feel like I've got loads of energy. And it's this kind of halo effect of the diet that causes so many evangelists because they do it for a couple of weeks. They think it's magical. And then they're like, wow, why didn't I think of this before? And this is where you get those evangelists that defend it to the earth. But reality then kicks in. Why does reality kick in? Because we're not thinking clearly about the diet. Because one thing that we have forgotten about is the fact that we've had to completely remove a macronutrient from our diet. And unfortunately, this macronutrient is one of the most amazing macronutrients that have ever been created and it's carbs. Because actually then what you realize is that in order to continue with this diet, you have to not eat all the good things that you like. Chocolate, cakes, carbohydrates, potatoes, rices. 
No more shepherd's pie. No more mashed potato. No more pizza. Do you really want to do that to yourself for the rest of your life? And a lot of people say, well, no, I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. But, Jamie, I want to just do it for a little bit. And it's just like, well, that's not sustainable then, is it? And it's very hard. And, and here's one coming from, ladies and gents. One, one thing that's really difficult is going from a fat-adapted diet back to a carb-adapted diet. One of the main reasons I know that is I used to be the keto king. Back in 2012, 2013, my speciality was cyclic ketogenic diets. And that's how I, that's how I rock and rolled with my nutrition. I used to get really lean just by eating fats and proteins. And it would, it would work. But then what would happen is when I did it for six weeks, seven weeks, I'll go back to another carb diet. I'd, I'd be falling asleep in places because I was be, be eating less fat, more carbs. And my body was like, I'm not, I don't know how to process these carbs. So what I also found is that my weight was dropping 10 to 12 pounds every six weeks, but then it was going back up 10 to 12 pounds a couple of weeks later when I started introducing carbs again. And when I look back at my kind of weigh-ins from a year in 2012, my weight was just doing this. And as soon as I started not eating keto, um, not you know balancing things out better, tracking my macros, having a good balance of proteins, fats, and carbs, my weight was sustainable. In fact, I haven't really gained or lost weight for the last five years. And a lot of that is just having a better understanding of what's going in here, having a better relationship with food, and not going to extremes to do it. So this is why I'm not a fan of keto. Keto works. Of course it works. Why do you think so many people do it? But when we're looking at long-term strategies that we can do for the rest of our lives, sadly, it doesn't fall in line. Because what you're looking at or looking for is a deadline diet. But what you have to understand with this kind of deadline diet and mentality is the fact that you're not thinking long-term for this thing. And fat loss is a long-term thing. When we're looking at a race that's 50 years long, what you're looking at is a, a quick boost that you, that you think is going to get you ahead of everybody else. But what's going to happen is you, you might get a sprint head start, but as you start really getting into the groove of it, Everybody else are, the, are those turtles that overtake you. And the reason they overtake you is they've got carbs and you've got literally fats and proteins in your body and you're knackered. Because, and also you're miserable because you don't get ice cream, pizza or chocolate or cookies or anything that makes life so much more palatable. <laughs> okay. So just don't go keto. Okay. I'm doing this for you. Okay. I want you to be happy. And as I said, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those are like carbs and liars. Are you a liar? You're not a liar. So eat carbs. Tip number four, and this is a really simple one, ladies and gents. Join my 10-day tune-up. It's free. You get some free workouts. You get some challenges. You get check-ins with me. And you get surround yourself with a group of incredible people that are focused on results this 2021. As already mentioned, it is free. Head on over to the link below or click on www.trainwithj.co.uk and I'll see you in the group this week. Number five, don't expect it to be easy. Okay, it's more of a mindset thing. So many people want an easy fat loss diet. That's probably why they do go keto, because they think, oh, if I just do this, I'll lose loads of weight. And so, well, you know, you just made your life a lot more difficult, more difficult than it needs to be. And, and here's where people get confused about what I talk about. I very much talk about hard things, easy life, easy things, hard life. There are things that you need to discipline yourself to do, and there's things that you really don't need to do. And keto and fad diets are most certainly the things that you don't need to put yourself through. 
because you can achieve just as much, if not better results from doing something differently. And there are certain things that you can't do differently, such as exercise, such as, you know, sea dips. Sea dips is not an easy way of jumping in the sea. You have to go head first and you have to go into it and you have to get used to it because it doesn't necessarily get easier, but you get more disciplined in doing it. But don't expect it to be easy. Something that I said to a lot of people is if I gave you the body of your dreams, it wouldn't last very long for two reasons. One, you didn't know how you got it. And two, you don't know how to maintain it. And this is why you need to figure out for yourself what works best for you. And here's the thing. I will go against what I said. If you find that you're one of those rare human beings where keto does work for you and it's sustainable and you've been doing it for years and you've had great results, then don't listen to me because it goes back to what I said. You found the thing that works for you. And I'm all for that. I am completely all for that. And if everything that I said about it didn't fall in line with how you feel, then great. This is the beautiful thing about life is that different things work for different people. And one thing that I've done in my career and and when it comes to nutrition is trying to find the best things for people to do. And this is why I try and steer people away from things that maybe only work for 1% or 2% of people versus the things that work for 50 or 60% of people. And that's why I hyper-focus on that as well. How can I bring value to this person that's going to make their life better? And that's why I don't recommend keto. But don't also expect it to be easy, ladies and gents. You know, if if life was easy, if this success malarkey was easy, we'd all have six packs, driving Ferraris, living a millionaire lifestyle, okay? Building a business and earning a lot of financial wealth is difficult because it takes decades. Building the body of your dreams, once again, it might take three to six months, it might take a year, but it also takes decades of it being drilled to home and then suddenly becoming easy. I've been lifting weights for 22, 23 years now, and I find this whole fat loss malarkey a lot easier, but I didn't for the first 10 years of doing it. I found it incredibly hard. I didn't actually understand what I was doing the first 10 years with training, with nutrition. I remember when I left the army and started focusing more on nutrition back in 2009, 2010, still didn't have a clue. Uh, I was competing in 2012, 2013, still not really knowing what I'm doing with my diet. I was either on a plan or off a plan. And I would say that it wasn't until 2015 that I can honestly think that my habits that I've developed over maybe 15 years of doing it were sustainable. But it took 15 years to really dial in those subconscious habits and routines that not only maintained the physique that I have now, but continue for it to grow. And that is a long time. And a lot of people aren't willing to be patient for that time. A lot of people are starting their fitness and their training journey one or two years ago. And they're thinking, oh, so what? You're saying I've got 13 years left to do? Well, not exactly, no. Because you got to understand, I started my fitness journey when I was 13. So I had the whole of my teenage years to, to get through um, and, uh, and a lot of those things. And of course, I wasn't as dedicated to things as I was now because I was, I was a kid. So you can bypass maybe a decade of that. But it's just about patience, persistence, self-awareness, and also not expecting it to be easy because it's not easy. It's fucking hard. And that's why it makes it so enjoyable when you achieve it. 
because not everybody can do it. One of the beautiful things about, you know, having a, a great physique is that you, there's only one person that's worked hard for that and that's you. No one can take it away from you because you're the one who has to put in the work to get it. Simple as that. So tip number five, don't expect it to be easy. Tip number six, don't do it alone. And this is the most important thing. If you, if you are struggling with your fat loss, if you're struggling with your goals, stop doing it alone. Okay, you need to be more accountable. You need to be creating little groups, little battle buddies. So in my Train With Jay, we have battle buddies that look after each other. Um, a way of doing it as well can be putting some skin in the game. So investing in a coach, investing in a group, such as my Train With Jay. Uh, joining my 10-day tune-up, which as I said is already free. And finding your tribe, finding the tribe of people that won't accept your excuses, that won't accept that you're not achieving the results, that call you out on your bullshit. These kind of groups, these kind of people are going to get you results. Think back to when you were a kid, when you're learning to walk. Your parents didn't turn around to you and go, do you know what, Jay? This walking malarkey, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you should crawl the rest of your life. No, because every time you fell down, your parents are looking at you. you, you know, the people that care about you are looking at you and saying, just get up, come on, keep going, keep going. And then you eventually learn to walk. And for some reason, that kind of mental fortitude and that support isn't continued through in your adult life. It seems that people are saying to you, oh, it's okay to, you know, you've fallen down, you might as well stay there. Or, you know, it's okay to mess things up. Just don't do it again. It's like bullshit. The whole point of getting better is making mistakes. The whole fit, the whole point of getting better is falling down and getting back up. And it's finding the right network of people around you who understand that that's a natural part of the process. And they're not going to allow you to tap out. They're not going to stop, say, maybe you, this is just isn't for you. They're going to support you. They're going to help drag you through when needs be. And they're going to expect the same from you. So don't do it alone, ladies and gents. Find a support network, find a community, and hold yourself accountable to them. We'll quite easily let ourselves down, but we find it a lot more difficult to let others down. So hold yourself accountable for it. Tip number seven, and this is an important one. There's more to fitness than how much you weigh. So many people think that they are failing at their fat loss or failing at their fitness and health and performance because their body weight has gone up a pound. And that's just one variable when it comes to health, especially if you have to lose weight. What goes on in your mental health is incredibly important. What goes on in your physical abilities is, in, is very important. But, you know, look at it like this. Say you're 10 pounds lighter, but you feel miserable when you're tired and you're exhausted and you're overwhelmed. Do you feel better now that you've lost 10 pounds? No. Fat loss, fitness, health goes beyond your gravitational pull to the earth. It's about confidence. It's about improving your self-esteem. It's about getting your first pull-up. It's about doing your first 10 push-ups. It's about running a kilometer without getting out of breath. It's about climbing up a flight of stairs which winded you last year. These are what we call non-scale victories. And if there's something that I want you to focus on in January, you know, focus on the scale. If, if you have an outcome-based goal to have your gravitational pull to the earth a little bit lighter, then great. But let's look at the non-scale victories as well. 
What are you going to do that doesn't involve weight, that's going to get you to your weight, but also make you feel great? That is strength-based goals. That's performance-based goals. That's mindset-based goals. I'm going to focus on my happiness this January. I'm going to focus on getting plenty of water this January. I'm going to focus on getting incredible amounts of sleep this January. And it's measuring and managing those things because if they improve, you'll improve. If you get more sleep, you feel better. If, you, if you're properly hydrated, you feel better. If you get out and challenge yourself to do a 5K run, you'll feel better because you'll feel like you're achieving things and tick more boxes off than just how much you weigh because there's more to fitness than scale weight. Tip number eight, no one is going to do this for you. You can have a support network around you And something that I say to people all the time is I can give you the tools and show you where the buried treasure is, but you're the one who has to dig it up and get it. And this is exactly the same. I can give you the tools. I can show you what it is that you need to do, but I'm not going to be sitting there watching you get a good night's sleep. I'm not going to be sitting there watching you eat three meals and two snacks. I'm not going to sit there watching you put all of it into my fitness pal. I'm not going to sit there and watch you skip that last couple of reps when you should have done 12 and you only did 10. The only person that's going to see whether you did those things or not is you. And a quote that I like to say all the time is, what you practice in private, you are rewarded for in public. So it's what you do when no one is looking that is going to make the difference with your success. And if you're just relying on you know, what you do when people see you in the gym, out and about, then you're not going to get that result. It's about holding yourself personally um, accountable. And the way that I like to look at it is like the Truman Show. Okay, we all know about the Truman Show. Uh, It had Jim Carrey in and uh, he didn't know that he was being recorded 24 hours a day. And and the way that I like to have this Truman mentality is, is what I'm doing now, if this was in a TV show, would people be inspired by what it is that I'm doing or would they be unimpressed? And if you start thinking, well, you know, there's cameras around me 24 hours a day. Am I living my life like I want to do or am I just living a lie at the moment and just doing a half-assed effort? And here's the mentality if you get the mentality of going, look, I know that nobody is looking now, but if they were, I would be unhappy with that, then something needs to change. So have that Truman Show effect because nobody's going to do the work for you. You can get the tools, you can find the map, you can see where the buried treasure is, but you're the one who has to dig it out and get it. Number nine, the definition of insanity. Everyone knows this quote. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So many people with their nutrition and fat loss go, I'm going to go keto again, or I'm going to do Slimming World again. And it's like, do it again. Why do you need to do it again? If it works, then you'd only be doing it once. And so many people think, well, it works last time. It's like, well, it didn't work because we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because you'll be, you're doing the definition of insanity now. You're doing the same thing. You're like, oh, it worked last time, so it worked again. Well, it didn't work last time because we're doing it again. So you've got to think to yourself, what do I need to do differently now? Because if I'm going to do the same thing, I'm going to be getting the same results and I'm going to be back in the same place that I was last time. And then the next year, what are you going to do? Do it again? So think to yourself that in order to get a different result, 
that is sustainable, maintainable, you're going to have to do something different to last time. It doesn't need to be a big thing. It doesn't need to be complete change. Sometimes it might just be changing a movement, changing a habit and routine because small things done consistently compound to massive results. You know, I decided to add in, I said this before with the theory of creeping normality. You might not think 2,000 steps a day extra makes a big difference, but in a year, that is effectively 28,000 calories worth of extra movement, which is essentially around 8.3 pounds of body fat burn additional just for 2000 extra steps which can take about 15 minutes so it's getting into that habit of small things done consistently equate to big results as i said committing to reading my one chapter every morning means that i'm probably going to get an extra 20 books read this year so committing to that 15 minute period in the morning before i check my phone to get that chapter read means i get through more chapters more books i make more progress my mindset changes because i know there's a Jim, I think it's a Jim Rohn quote that says, self, uh, what's it? Um, education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. It's something like that, but it's it's incredible. And basically, if you're relying on formal education to make you a living, it will do. But it's about what you do behind closed doors. It's about what you learn, what you implement from what it is that you learn and i find books are one of the most amazing things to do that because you get the wisdom of 20 30 50 years worth of expert knowledge compiled into a book which you can buy on amazon for 12.99 and all you need to do is absorb it and apply it and that's the beautiful thing about books and if i get 20 of those kind of books put in every single year i'm going to see a huge difference in fact i have in the last 10 years of, of properly reading and implementing, it's changed my life. And it's so important for you to do. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You're going to have to tweak and change things if you want to get that sustainability. Number 10, the outcome is not the outcome. There is a farmer and he is uh, on his land and he sees a gate open in the morning and one of his horses has disappeared and the villagers go well that's unfortunate and the farmer goes well I don't know we'll see the next day the horse comes back but it doesn't just come back by itself it brings two new horses so yesterday the farmer only had one horse and now he has three and the villagers look at him and go well that was lucky and he goes well I don't know we'll see the next day, his son decides to ride one of these new horses. It's a little bit wild, and what it does is when he jumps on its back, it flicks him off and breaks his foot. The villagers look at the farm and go, well, that was unfortunate. And the farmer says, well, I don't know, we'll see. A few months later, there is a war, and in, in order to win this war, they're rounding up all the sons from the local village to go and fight. Because the son had broken his leg, he couldn't fight. So he wasn't going to the war. And the villagers looked and goes, well, he's lucky. And the farmer goes, I don't know, we'll see. And this is an old story that says the outcome is, out, is not the outcome because there is no end. You might have had some shit luck in 2020. You might have had some good luck. But don't allow that to affect your future. Because fat loss sustainability is about having a long-term plan of action for the next 30 40 50 years yes we want short-term goals 
But we want to be looking at this as a lifelong mission to change what it is that we're doing. And the only way to do that is by having that mentality. Shit, things are going to happen to you. Don't allow that to affect your future. Good things are going to happen to you. Don't let it get to your head. Apply a long-term mindset with everything. There's going to be things that are going to test you. Last year was a very testing year. And it's up to you how you respond to it because that's the real reality and that's why I love stoicism so much. It's not about what happens to you because good and bad things will happen to you all the time. It's about how you respond to those things. And sometimes too much of a good thing can be bad for you. Danger's always in the dosage and it's about getting the balance of the good and the bad and approaching both of them with the same mentality. I don't know, we'll see. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. You know, you've gone off diet and you've put on three pounds. Well, we'll we'll find out whether that was a good thing. That might, you know, looking a couple of months later, that might have been the exact thing that you needed to just relax in your mindset a bit to continue focus on your fat loss goals. Last year might have been a great year for you to reflect on some of the things that you weren't doing, such as spending more time with family and friends, connecting with people better. And just that slower pace of life allowed you to reflect and kind of kickstart this year with the right mentality. We don't know whether good things and bad things happen to us. We've got to wait and see. So ladies and gents, that is my 10 tips for 2021. Number one, take things slow. Tortoise in the hair. Let's always be a tortoise. Number two, Measure and manage these three things, your macros, your movement, and most importantly, your mood. Tip number three, don't go keto. Simple as that. We want to get carbs in our diet because carbs are life. Tip number four, join my 10-day tune-up challenge. It's a free challenge. You're going to love it. Trainwithj.co.uk and the link is below. Tip number five, don't expect it to be, to be easy. Nothing in life worth having is easy. Tip number six, don't do it alone. Hold yourself accountable to others. Come and join my 10-day tune-up. Surround yourself with like-minded people that are not going to allow you the excuse to not achieve the things that you want to achieve in your life. Tip number seven, there's more to life. Sorry, there's more to fitness than how much you weigh. Let's focus on performance. Let's focus on non-scale victories too. Tip number eight, no one is going to do this for you. What you practice in private, you are rewarded for in public. Tip number nine, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you're telling me, right, I'm going to do that thing because it worked last time, it didn't work last time because we wouldn't be talking about doing it again. And finally, tip number 10, the outcome is not the outcome because there is no end. Good things are going to happen to you this year. Bad things are going to happen to this year, to you this year. But it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond and you deal with them. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for tuning in to my 10 fat loss tips for 2021. I am going to be back this Wednesday at, I believe, about 3 p.m., for another session we're going to be getting three live streams in every single week mondays wednesdays and fridays so hopefully you will tune in with them and if you do miss them do not panic you can tune in to my mindset with muscle podcast and listen to this back ladies and gents thank you ever so much for tuning in adios None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We reaching the top We reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top